SHW. This is our wrestling. This is insane what we're seeing right now. We're going out tonight. It's been a long, long time. Make sure I look just right. Going down. Heads up, heads up. Here comes the spread. Oh, hail the queen. Another spear. Will it be enough? No, not, not this like way. This. Not like Come this. On. No. This is just bedlam right now. Hey, hey, hey. What is going on here? You've got to be kidding me. Holy cow. And now, the voices of SHW, Brandon Benefield, Gerard Bonner, and Diana Michelle. What is going on, everybody? It's that time of week. It's Friday night. You know what that means. It's time for the SHW podcast. This is our wrestling. I'm B-Double Brandon Benefield, GB Gerard Bonner, the lovely Diana Michelle. We are the voices of SHW. We are V3, V3, V3. What's up, y'all? We're coming off a very hot show, SHW 37, last Friday. We've got a lot to talk about. Not only do we want to talk about that show, but we also have a very special guest coming up, the one and only Jimmy Wang Yang. We're going to talk to him later in the show. But before we get there... SHW 37, guys. What a show. Yes. What a night. Man, what a night. What a night. Monumental night for myself, and I won't go into detail for that, but feeling good. Feeling yeah. good. Yeah. Big, big night. Big night. Big, big night. night. Big night. Well, we started off, then we had a couple <laughs> we talked about on the pre-show ahead of time, so we knew it was coming, but we didn't know until that day that there were going to be a couple changes on the card. And the thing is, it, it was like, we went off without a hitch. That's the thing about SHW. The, the roster's so deep. You get repla- last-minute replacements that end up being just as good, if not better, than the, what the match might have been to start with. You know, So starting out was one of those replacements who I should no longer call a replacement. No, I will not be caught calling him a replacement. You can say what you want. I won't. Yeah. I'll make sure we're clear. I'll be careful now because, after, as I found out after this first match, SHW has a Carly problem. Obviously. Oh, yes. So it was Carly Bravo showed up in place of uh, Dylan McQueen to take on Jordan Kingsley. And what an opening match that was. What would you guys think? Carly, it's always good to see Carly. Always good to see Carly. Always full of energy. Never know what's going to happen with him. And, I mean, he explodes. I mean, he's, he's like dynamite. He comes out. He's electric. He's got something on his mind. He's going to take care of business. No matter what the outcome of the match is going to be, you're going to know that Carly Bravo was there. And like I said, I will never call him a replacement for anybody. I'm all about some bad news and tattoos. We've said it, what, GB, for about a year, about a year and a half now. We've said it since the very first time we saw the guy. He has what people in the business like to call it. It. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we first saw him January 2021 in class one of the Nightmare Factory. And it's scary to think what he has accomplished in less than 14 months. It's really incredible. And there's one thing that we said during the pre-show last week and on commentary. And I think this became a theme for the night that sometimes the greatest opportunities are not necessarily for those with the greatest ability but it's for those with the greatest availability. 
And so when you call somebody a replacement, they have the opportunity to come on and actually become a permanent fixture. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk more about that later. But for sure, when it comes to Carly Bravo, you know, whatever we've called his matches, it's so weird. It's like he's the star. Right. Even though he's there to face an established star. And I think he proved again why we have a Carly problem. And I personally am very glad that we now have a Carly problem. It's something that, quite frankly, of all the problems we could have, it's one that we need. And so I'm very, very thrilled uh, because if that means what I think it means, then SHW 37 was definitely a good day. A wee bit of a skill that I can hear. I think, yes. Well, we needed a permanent spot for Carly Bravo. Whether we've got that or not, I don't know. But every time that we've had to call on him to take the place of someone who couldn't make it, he's always answered the call and he's always delivered and the fans are behind him. And how can you not love Carly? Well, let me go. Let me go one deeper. You wouldn't have the three right now if there wasn't a space that was open that required availability. That's right. So, you know, two of the three of us showed up during a vacancy and we became permanent fixtures. And so it's, it's proof that when you're available, great things can happen. And so you keep calling Carly and Carly keeps showing up. Make space at the table for him. He belongs okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Real quick, before we move on with the rest of the card, you talked about there being an availability and then somebody showing up and now they're part of the family. Let's give a special shout out to our boy, DJ Tonic. How hey, about that? DJ Tonic, man. I saw, is- I saw on social media that uh, our general manager put it out there that DJ Tonic will be a fixture going forward at all yes. the SHW shows. How cool is that? That makes me so happy. Oh, my God. He brings <sighs> so much into our new show. Mm. We need to have him on, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm game get with Kenton on here, man. D- DJ Tonic. I'm game with that. For sure. Yes. DJ Tonic. I love it. It was incredible. It added such a vibe, a cool vibe to the whole show. Yes. Yes. So that was very cool. But back to the matches here. And uh, I do want to give a shout out to Jordan Kingsley, not to take anything away from him, put on yeah. an incredible match, actually came away with right. the win. Although after the match, getting a beat down mm-hmm. by Carly, it didn't look like he was the winner, but he did in the record books, get the W right. and uh, shout out to Jordan Kingsley. Um, who's slowly going to start working his way back up the ranks. I mean, he's been there since day one in the very first match yeah. at SHW against one mm-hmm. AC Mac. So Kingsley's been around the block and, He's yeah. just barely sniffed the title, the tag titles and the, and the uh, SHW mm-hmm. titles. So you know he's going to want some gold at some point. Right. He's due, but, man. Oh, he's yeah. due. Oh, yeah. So moving down the card, we had uh, the people's captain, Gunnar Miller. Everybody's throwing the C's up in the air. I think that's backwards. Is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Throwing the C's up. I flipped on the camera. It's hard to remember what's what. Uh, <laughs> the frat so daddy, funny. Bryce Cannon, finally showed back up. The match was supposed to take place a couple months ago. Uh, and, uh, you know, Cannon felt like he had a point to prove. He's trying to, much like Carly Bravo, wants a spot on the main roster. And SHW management said, well, if you can beat one of the top guys here, then maybe you can get a spot on the roster. Well, that guy was Gunnar Miller. Hmm. And I wasn't feeling great about Bryce Cannon's chances for this matchup. 
we talked about a GB about, well, is Gunner going to be focused on tank? Will he be distracted? Well, it didn't work out that way. Gunner still got the win. So mm -hmm. what'd you guys think? I feel, um, you, you have a history with Bryce, so I, I don't do. know how. What, how did you feel about Bryce? I, I and I was not looking forward to him coming out again in my home show, making himself known. But I can't say that I was disappointed in his appearance. He he did his job. He he didn't he didn't lay down for Gunner. He gave him a fight. I mean. Yeah. I can't take anything away from Bryce except that he's a douche, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Anybody who's going to, you know, mooch <laughs> off your dad after way after you've gone to college and got out of college and you're still calling yourself a frat daddy, carrying a paddle around. I mean, come on, <laughs> but you know, I got to give him props because he held his own. I mean, he, he did, he got the beat down, but at the same time he put on, a good performance for that match so i mean props to prop, props to price i mean i'll give it to him so you know maybe when i see him again it won't be the same thing but you know i can't be mad at him this time <laughs> no for sure diana you were the one who first mentioned the focus issue that gunner yes. miller has and uh it certainly was a question whether or not he'd be able to focus but uh as her would say could you focus on me clearly he was focused very much on the task at hand and uh it was great to see probably the most focused we've seen gunner miller in a long time and that doesn't bode well for whoever is across from the ring such was the case for bryce cannon absolutely and it also doesn't bode well for i think for tank and i don't know when that's mm. going to happen but at some point these guys are going to be in a ring together. And after what happened last month with the, yeah. uh, the trash bag or the grocery bag, I mean, that whole Man. thing. That still oh. gives me a hit in my stomach when I think yeah. about that. Yeah. That was yeah. not a good... Mm -mm. So I am going to bring up this next match. I'm a little hesitant only because my ears are still ringing from my headphones from GB calling this match live at the show the other night. <laughs> And that's not, not a knock. It's just you were very passionate, and it was very uh, intense. I'll let you you're, tee it up. You're new. You're no, no, new. no. You, you, you go ahead, because something very interesting happened that night. Well, so here go, we go. Go, go for it. I will say that Heather Monroe made her debut in SHW, yeah. and Dream. she faced – I'm going to leave this to you. And she faced – You should – no, no. I, I want you to acknowledge, acknowledge her. Well, I'm just going to say she <laughs> faced Rekka but oh, I knew see, you were going to say see, it in a very special no, way. No, 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 no. So I'm going to let you do it because that's your thing. Well, let me do it, and I'm going to prove to you that I, like Michael Jackson said, I'm feeling, feeling very musical tonight. I am not alone, all right? She is the queen of all things SHW. Queen Rekka Tahaka came back to check <laughs> on her throne. And what was so interesting to me was that, you know, you and a few others want to make, I see people out there in the socials who try to make it like it's only me that I am on an island of one. But there no, were two. many in the crowd. <laughs> like I said, I was on an island of one. At least there were, two. <laughs> there were many in the crowd 
oh who, my God. who joined me in they acknowledging did. our queen. It was a chant throughout they the did. SHW arena. It was special to the point where Heather Monroe actually fashioned her hands to attempt to say she was going to knock the queen off of her throne. So I'm just saying this. I don't want any cut. I don't want any credit. But I just want it to be known that I am not alone. The queendom was well represented. And so there are people who were hollering about someone else who was allegedly their queen. The people spoke at SHW 37, and they acknowledged her they did her tribal queen they she did i've queen. heard so you heard it people. i did thank you diana the they, it was music it, it was, was almost it? like hallelujah it, it really was they they had a beat they had a flow they they were singing her praises now i wanted to, i want to be very clear i did not meet with anybody before the show <laughs> Ask them to join me. I was not trying to manipulate the audience. There was no crowd sounds being pumped in. No, 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 no. This is what naturally happened. And it was my honor obviously to serve you the queen. I mean, obviously, you have some I was shocked. people it was who are beautiful. following you and who, who agree. Who agree that Rekka is the queen. It was more than some. There was a, a large amount of huh. fans. Diana, you are a woman of truth. True. This I is agree. why you are so I beloved. Heard it. My 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 side partner that was with me, he was in the middle of it. I, he I, was in the middle. <laughs> he, he was in the middle. Yeah. He tried to lay down the law. I get it. But it was beautiful <laughs> to see the 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 remnant, the wonderful remnant. And now, right now, of the three of us, Brandon is the only one who does not want to acknowledge her. No, she's the, I said it on Comter after the match. I guess what did you say? The queen. She's the queen. <laughs> there you go. Look at that. There you Look go. There you go. Day. But it just sounds day. so much better coming from you. It's your, it's it really does. Well, I have no problem singing the praises of the it, queen. No, no, no. no and, here's the thing. I want, I, I want to hear it. I'm trying to get you to sing it. Sing and it. you just said the word sing. Well, you well, I actually did when one I, thing better. When I tee it up, I'm like, will he sing it? But, but I did one thing better, though. And, and I have to admit, I almost should apologize. A fan actually said to me they thought I was going to be unbiased. And I was. But, you know, when you, when you ever, have you ever been to a concert where, you know, <laughs> you just have an amazing experience and you just – you don't. You didn't plan to, to to chant that loud. You didn't plan to sing to the top of your lungs. You didn't plan to get on stage. It just happens. I didn't plan to get up out of my seat, and and lead the crowd in acknowledging our queen, but they followed, and it was just. It was a moment. You know, I. The glory. I, I, the was, glory oh, the, oh. of Rekka just raised you out of your seat. I'm, I'm telling you. Yes, I watched you. It was like you were lifted up. Adam, and I, high and lifted up and i don't i i don't know did you all see the queen acknowledge me I did. as i acknowledged her i did it was wonderful <laughs> all hail oh that moment all needs hail. to be recorded. enshrined in shw history and it shall definitely be. definitely as soon as it hits iwcv so oh so say it the queen listen <laughs> Listen, well, undeniable. Needless, needless to say, uh, 
Heather Monroe, thanks for coming. It wasn't her night. She no, was going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the queen. She did do well. She, she did. Well. She did. Put she on a great well. show. And here's the thing. They had a history. You know, they, they, I think it was her fourth match, at least Correct. in the state of Georgia. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and now Rekka leads that series three to one. Of course. So, yes. There you go. Following that, which I mean, I know it's hard, it almost it nearly hard impossible to follow. to follow anything with the queen. Nearly impossible. Uh, been <laughs> so, <laughs> general manager comes out. He has He's the only one that could have followed that in that environment. I get but it. Don't give I him those kind of props. Come on, man. Uh, really? Yeah, you know, it's 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 his house, right? I mean, this is his house. Yeah. His rules, his house. But after as much hype as you just gave the queen, I'm just shocked that you would say that. That's all. Uh, what he does doesn't impact the queendom. Uh, We're all guests. Gotcha. In the well, is it the queendom, SHW? Is it? And you said that's his house. Yeah, I'm well, confused how it all works. Is she it, can't be the king. She can't be the king. She's the queen. Yeah, but He's it's a the weird godfather thing. of Canton. Godfather of Canton. That's okay. different than so being the king. Completely queen. different. It's queen and a godfather. I yes. get all my movies mixed up here. Anyways. You know. Yeah. <laughs> So he comes out. He's got a whole lot to say. Uh, and then especially focused on the Lynch brothers who had attacked him the month before. They come out with a microphone. We had been told ahead of time we're going to hear uh, something. We were thinking maybe we'll get some answers for their actions from the previous month. However, we did not get a whole, whole lot of words uh, before they started to get in the ring. It looked like they might attack Gary again. And before they could, though. Mm -hmm. Some music hit that I have not heard in, in a long time, two, like two years, mm -hmm. and it was the return of Lex Lee, Kevin Kaufman, aka the Jungle Kings, a team that feuded with Matt and Joey Lynch in the early days of SHW, one of the hottest feuds mm -hmm. in all of the Southeast uh, and all of the tag teams all over the place. It was the Jungle Kings coming to the aid of Gary Lamb, and they said. Just give us a match. We just want That's to match want. Guys right now. And the, I, I thought they got a quite a great uh, crowd reaction. Yeah. Because in, the, in those two years, there have been a lot of newer fans come into SHW and, and that have started coming to the shows. And it just showed me that, hey, I guess these guys are going back and watching the older shows and catching I up mean, on the – you know you what know, I mean? I did. I, did, I didn't know anything yeah. about the show before I came. I went back to IWTV and watched the whole thing through. I wanted to see what was going on. And, yeah, Jungle Kings came out. It was like, wow, here we go. We're about to restart this feud. It was so, awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. It was. Yeah, so uh, I just – I was shocked. And, like, even, like, starting to call the match, I think for the first few minutes of the match, I kept having to pause and be like, I just – I'm still stunned that they're that what I'm seeing yeah. right here. So it was yeah. crazy. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. It was my first chance to see them live and in yes. person. And uh, I remember seeing some of those wars again, like you, Diana, going back on IWTV. They were legendary matches. So and they picked up right where they left off, which mm -hmm. was crazy. So uh, incredible job from uh, the Jungle Kings. And wow, wow, wow. And then all sorts. And then yeah. Well, so the uh, Lynch brothers resorted to using a chair the referee didn't see it matt and joey end up winning the match before they could leave to head backstage we see a video playing on the big screen and it's our pals will huckabee 
and hold my beer hansen aka mm. all-star special calling out hold my beer hansen a, a slim, must yeah. be really hanging on to those naughty lights <laughs> he don't want the night the, yeah not the the, the full-blown natty he wants the natty light <laughs> so nice. yeah i guess so you're right he is trimming up looking good getting some bulk on him like this next look yeah big. I mean, just looking good man and and enhancing too, trim it down and looking good so right they're coming to play and or mm -hmm. they're not coming to play wait and you know what i mean it could go either way yeah, yeah it could go either way but you know what i meant they're ready they're to they're taking they're, they're coming to, to claim their number one contendership would you say mm -hmm. now it hadn't been uh phrased that Hasn't way been but, said. but it could kind of go that way i think i mean i think they've earned a, a, a good one-on-one -on -one shot because yeah. they had that shot was it last month or two months ago it was last yeah. month and then it ended up becoming a three-way tag match and right. right which was bogus but anyway so they called out matt and joey lynch you know matt and joey didn't officially answer right then and there but i have a feeling shw management will look into that and we'll see if that gets approved moving forward to the next show because i would love to see that matchup all-star special oh, yeah. against matt and joey so oh, yeah should be good uh after that we had another in-ring promo on the microphone and this time it was brooklyn creed and uh she had she she pulled back the curtain quite a bit and mm. um talked about kind of what made who we used to know as logan creed kind of evolve or even devolve if you want to put it that way into the heathen cruel and you know she was naming names she was naming old promotions she was naming all kinds of old stuff that was like wow she's really breaking the fourth wall here a little bit and um well she was letting you know who was giving him the shots and apparently seven honor wasn't given him that's what she made it sound like so a lot of this focus have, has been on dylan specifically yeah. and um i mean she had a lot of a lot of things to say some of them negative towards dylan all of a sudden dylan pops up on the big screen right has some things to say back to her and she because she called dylan out they she wants control of the booking of shw this is so surreal right so she wants control of the booking of SHW and she wants Dylan to fight cruel for that, for that position. And Dylan came up on the screen and seemingly accepted that match and not just any match, a chain match, by the way. And I just want to put this out there. I saw in one of the reviews, cause there was a couple of reviews that got put out about this show. That's how good it was. It had, it got two reviews. Two reviews. Both, of them, mm -hmm. both of them were very positive reviews. However, one of the reviews called it a dog collar match, said that it, there was a dog collar challenge. That wasn't what oh. the challenge was. It was a chain match. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not quite certain what, it, what that entails other than you're allowed to use a chain. <laughs> I guess any way you want to use it. Um, but it was not a dog collar match. So if you read that review, let me just clear and it up. It might seem like semantics, but a dog collar match, the collar is attached around the neck. Usually right. collar matches, they're attached around the wrist. Yeah. So that's the well, difference, so, and it's and a, a chain match. Difference. A chain match. I don't even know if that means they're connected. I don't know if it just means both guys get to use a chain to it use it to whip. And or as we've seen, who knows? Because since this is is there one chain? Do they bring their own chains? Are there more than? Are there a, a bunch of chains just thrown in? Who knows? Like a ladder All match. I don't know. Wrapped in chains. We don't know. Yeah. Ooh. 
Man, y'all got to come out and see this one. It's just I'm it's going to be interesting. Yeah, between that and if if All Star faces the Lynch Bros, like it's already shaping up. Okay. To be a good show. So, well, I should mention by the way that Sunny Days did make an appearance. Yes, he did. <laughs> And uh, snuck up behind Did. behind Brooklyn, and uh, I don't know if Brooklyn was expecting that, but it didn't end too well. She she caught a sunny driver for her troubles, and uh, mm-hmm. it looked rough. So you know now, she was still screaming at the referee as whether they were going to help her out of the ring or not. They were not doing what they what she thought they should be doing. So she was still pitching a fit all the way out. So ah. she's going to be mad. Well, think about how that could. Ch- yeah. That could change significantly if Cruel wins this match. And oh, yeah. I'm very concerned about what could happen in this yeah. match. Extremely concerned. Well, you mentioned it, too, like that night on commentary. Like, if she's in charge, because I, I figured, like, it's Cruel is in the match. But my take on it is, would Cruel be the one that would be in charge and be booking, or would Brooklyn? Because she seems to be the one calling so. the shots. We should all have our head on a swivel if she is in charge. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what GB said. He said, what does that mean for us? I mean, what does it mean for right. anybody that works there? So, yeah. right. I, I don't know. So, that's why I told GB. I was like, I guess we should start being nice. Start saying nice things. So. Hello. I don't think it would matter with Brooklyn. Nice or not, she's going to do what she wants to do. And she made that clear. She's yeah. going to do what she wants to do. That's so. true, too. Well, after that, we had the number one contenders match for the SHW title. It was supposed to be the priest of punishment, Judas, but he couldn't be there due to injury. We wish him well. Hope he heals up, gets back soon. But taking his place was none other than Cyrus, the destroyer, taking on the savior, David Ali. Poor David (laughs) went from one monster to another. And um, I I don't know. I feel like some people might have considered this kind of a shocker maybe on paper but when you look at it side by side you see him in person it's like well cyrus definitely has the upper hand here but i think because david was the longest reigning shw champ because he was in the running for top wrestler of the year although surprisingly he didn't get it uh, i think a lot of people would have expected him to win this match because he would have gone to any depths done done whatever it took to win this match but i'll be honest i was a little shocked um that cyrus honestly david david he he took on Sunny Days, a, a monster mm-hmm. of Southern Honor, and defeated, or at least put him down. He mm-hmm. took on Cruel before he was Cruel. Yeah. And even Logan Creed was a monster yeah. before the whole mask and everything, before the fire. And he put him down. I mean, in front of this kid, he was ruthless. The only thing I could see with David that could have been a downfall in this match is that he, he's seemingly kind of changing and he's not as ruthless and destructive as he was before. He's kind of taken a turn. So he still put on, he still gave Cyrus a fight. I mean, I've never seen anybody jump on Cyrus's back. And I mean, come oh, it on. Was, it was a great match. Yeah. It was awesome. He, he definitely held his own. He, he showed again why he was the longest reigning Southern Honor champion. Yeah. Totally. I can't take anyway anything away from David. I mean, he didn't. I, I feel, and, and I know you guys probably noticed that I did say hallelujah. I was gonna say you should have heard GB when that happened. We were like, what? 
and I you really, guys went I, crazy about me and the queen. I know well, that, that, that well, that's because that, well, that's because it was ongoing. Yeah, <laughs> Diana's thing yeah, was just yeah. once. I just did once, and and it was like oh, I really didn't want to, but at the same time, I do love David. I've I've loved him before he even turned crazy and went sour in Old Savior, but I really th thought he needed some help in this one. So I mean, wow. I said it. I wanted to help him. That's my bias. I'm not going to say anything else, but I did. I, I gave in. I said it. The fans embraced it. They sang his praises. It helped. I, I really think it helped. I mean, he, he put on a good show. He did his thing. He really did. Yeah, you know, you 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 get me in these. I, I I used to when I was in the corporate world. I had some friends, and we would actually have what we would call song lyric day, where we okay. just be in the middle of a conversation, and someone would say something, and it would spark a song lyric. Yes. And so immediately when you said that, I thought of Dreamgirls, uh, when <laughs> Jennifer Hudson is singing "I Am Changing," okay. because that is what is happening with David yes. Ali. You yeah. ran through this incredible list of people. You know, we could add Austin Towers to that yeah. name, you know, out to that list. We could add so many others to that list that he defeated, which we all thought there's no way he's going to beat them. Right. So to me, you know, as tough as Cyrus is, I'm like, okay, David Ali for 301 days showed us he could beat almost anybody. Right. But you're right. The question is, could he only do it when he was employing that sadistic side? Right. He needed that against Cyrus. He needed everything possible for someone who's never been pinned, never been submitted in SHW. And to me, I just think, who's the most upset out of this and who got the most raw deal? Was it David Ali or was it Judas? Judas was supposed to be in that match. And at this point, had Judas won, he'd be the number one contender. Now, the guy who was available, who wasn't even supposed to be there that night, has found himself as the number one contender for the SHW Championship. That is crazy. But there's something there still. There's something between Cyrus and Judas still. There Did he not is. answer the call when Judas said, there's no man has ever pinned me? Judas was the one to show face on that. What's happening? What's going to happen next show? Will Judas show his face? And, and I don't know. What don't could know. possibly happen well, is that, could you imagine Cyrus winning the title and then us having a title match between Cyrus and Judas? Because, oh. I mean, how crazy would that be? Nuts. But that's just booking down the road. I, I, I don't know. You're right. We know Cyrus is going to have a title shot at the next show. Will Judas show up? We don't know. It's been one of those things, like two ships passing in the night, I think GB mm -hmm. has said before, where, like, it really has. There's, they've, we've, we're, we were supposed to have seen this match, I don't even know how many months ago, but for Maybe whatever reason... Yeah, for whatever reason, every month, one or the other was either injured or had something come up. They couldn't make it, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. But one of these days, we're going to see Judas and Cyrus face off, and it's going to be... It's going to happen, and when good. it does, the balls are not going to hold it. I'm telling mm -hmm. you. going to be wild. Well, speaking of wild and nuts and crazy, this next match, our, our poor pal Nathan Mowry, the Killbilly, Although, if you saw his face after the match, I don't know that he felt that bad about it because he was grinning. It was, and, 
blowing kisses it. to the camera. But it was Nathan Mowry in a match against Tank, the uh, bloodbath behemoth. And we, I, I kind of sensed ahead of time, I think we talked about it on the pre-show, it was promoted as just a match between Tank and Nathan Mowry. And I thought, remember back in the day when Raven and WCW any match he was in was automatically Ravens rules, which basically meant right. no DQ. I had a feeling, and we had a feeling, that in a tank match, certainly it's going to get a little crazy. So is it going to be a regular match? I don't know. Well, Reverend Dan Wilson comes out at the beginning and says, Nathan, you got your wish. You made a deal with the devil. You get your match. But it's going to be a death match. And there it was. And Nathan seemingly prepared shows up to the ring we see a grocery cart full of all kinds of weapons and other plunder that just showed up i don't know diana maybe you can help us did zach bring that out like where did that even come from there's all of a sudden we looked over and there's a grocery cart i have no idea where it came from i want to say piper ah that, piper it came from piper's pit because that makes sense. it was not there and then all of a sudden it was and you know piper is crazy they always, bring, they always bring. They always bring. They always bring a. They always bring a, a, a the leg. The prosthetic foot. Yeah, yeah, the leg. And it, it always has a glow shoe on it. Like, and it's like, what? Anyway, shouts out to, to Piper and Piper's Pit. But oh my God, this match. There was no way I was sitting ringside. I had to move. There was no way that I was going to sit there and and. Blood was everywhere. I mean, there was skewers. Look, when I got back to work on Monday, Monday, it hadn't even been a full couple of days. Monday, the first thing my boss says to me, oh, for those of you who don't know, my shoot job is I work in a law firm, okay? My lawyer boss says, you guys set somebody on fire this weekend? <laughs> what did I text you? We didn't take did. Crazy we were in man. a morning meeting, and, and that's, the, that's the first thing. You guys set somebody on fire this weekend? <laughs> and I was like, you saw. He was like, yeah, where were you? And I was like, nowhere near it. Mm -hmm. Nowhere near it. I had to get away, man. What did I message you? So we have a we have our little group chat, and it was either yeah. Saturday or Sunday. What did I message you? The same thing. My boss from my <laughs> job. And, and we hadn't even posted pictures yeah. yet. He just mm -hmm. heard from somebody who happened to be there. Mm -hmm. right. like, he's messaging me going, hey, did you guys set somebody on fire? The same thing. I was, like, I was like, wait, how did you even hear about the this? review? The review hasn't been out yet. The video mm -hmm. is still not out yet. The pictures right. have not been out yet. But yeah, everybody knows about this match with Nathan Murray, the Killbilly, the crazy oh. Killbilly and Tank. The skewers, they were asking about skewers. I had to show pictures to my coworkers who are in the law firm of skewers hanging out of Nathan's head. Mm. Yeah. This kind of stuff just doesn't stay quiet. It's gonna spread. So if you haven't seen it, IWTV. And shame yeah. on you for missing it because Nathan gave his all. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Yeah, I, you know, Holy crap. we've never called a death match before. We've called some extreme things, but never a death match. Oh my God. And for it to be Nathan's first match in SHW, good grief. He was a bloody uh, man. He, he was, but here's the other thing. You know, for some of us, it's our dream to work in a national promotion. For other yeah. people, it's their dream to go to the Super Bowl and to say, I'm going to Disney World. This guy's, right, the Olympics, the NBA championships. Yeah. I want to go to 
take a picture at the Walk of Fame in Hollywood. This guy, his dream is to have a death match against Tank. That was his dream. So while we're going, oh my gosh, poor guy, he's like, I've just gone to heaven and back. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me question his mind, his sanity. <laughs> Perhaps it's why he's the kindest of all punks. I, oh my as, God. As, as my dad growing up, as my dad would say about me, that boy ain't right. That boy ain't right. That boy is not right. Oh, goodness. But I tell you what, we won't go into too much detail about the match. You just have to go to IWTV and check it out because a lot happened. And in a short period of time. Yeah. We have to keep this, like, what is it, PG or PG-13 at the most. I'm not talking about it. But it, and obviously you, we already touched on it, but yeah, somebody got lit on fire and yeah, it was Nathan. So uh, <laughs> again, you'll just have to wait and see it on IWTV, but it was one of the most insane. And we'd seen a lot of insane things at SHW. <laughs> this is right up there with one of the craziest I think I've seen. So yes. um, anyways, following that, we had to take a brief intermission for them to set up the cage in order for and us to, to have, and to, and to kind of catch our breath because of what we just witnessed, but uh, I think- Clean the blood off the floor, for God's sakes. That too. And purify the place of burning flesh. Okay. Oh Jesus. my gosh, the oh. smell, the smell. I never smelled that before in my life. Oh, oh it was nuts. awful. Um, but yes, so then the cage match for the SHW title. Owen Knight defending against Joe Black. It was a uh, another classic as we knew it would be. These guys, yeah. anytime they've faced each other before, it's been uh, it's been a clinic. and. This time it was inside a steel cage, and it was no different. It was amazing. But uh, our boy, Owen Knight, man, pulled it off. Still, and still. And still. Hashtag and still. And not only that, but with all the craziness and the dastardly things Joe Black has done over the last few months since we've seen this attitude change, after the match, and you kind of touched on it, GB, during the match, that it's almost like even though Owen has the title, he won the title back at the anniversary show back in October. It's almost like there's still a lack of respect there. You know, yeah. I know the fans respect him, the fans love him, but it's almost like the critics and certain wrestlers mm-hmm. backstage still just that lack of respect. Like he's got the, the, the title, one of the biggest titles in independent wrestling. What more can he do to earn your respect? Well, after that match, Joe Black takes those beads, those signature beads that, that he has, that he considers that are like a power to him, you know, and like they yeah. were handed down to him out of respect from guys that he looked up to. He yeah. took those, gave them, placed them around Owen's neck, showing the That's ultimate the ultimate sign. Yeah. Ultimate sign of respect. Absolutely. And just letting no one know like, Hey, you beat me. You've earned this. Here you go. And now it's your time. Like right. that was, that was a moment. That was a moment. Kind of like actually Joe closing that chapter in his career for going after Owen and his title. And I mean, maybe he'll want it. I don't know, but it just seemed like if, if Joe were to attack or come against Joe and Owen right now, after giving the beads that it would be like almost, you know, sacrilegious to, for lack of better words, I mean, against what those beads mean. I mean, I I follow Joe on social media. I'm kind of keeping up with what's going on and I don't, fully understand the the meaning behind the beads. I mean, this, but I've seen him pass them to other people in th- that he's trained. Okay. 
So for him to give the beads of that size over to Owen was a very big deal, very big deal. And I mean, it was emotional just to see that passing. So, you know, that's a, that, that's just a big deal to me. It's a big deal to Joe. And it's a big deal to Owen. And I yeah. think what's so interesting about all of this, and I mentioned this on commentary, is it's about time that the industry puts respect on the name of the SHW champion Owen yes. Knight. Yes. Um, if we think about it and we go through the lists of title defenses and the like, here's a stat nobody's talking about. There's only one man who's held the championship that has defended the title more than Owen Knight at this point. And that's David Ali. David Ali. So that speaks volumes already. And the thing is, Owen has held the title right now in less time than David Knight. In less than half the time that David, uh, David Ali has held the title, Owen Knight has had six title defenses compared to Ali's nine. Right. So this is, we are seeing- And beat wrestler of the year how many times? Right. So to me, I'm sitting here going, okay, there's usually at some point, and, and we think about it, you know, Owen wasn't even considered in the nominations right. for wrestler of the year. So, you know, to me, I'm thinking all of these things have to pile up. How many more people does he have to be? How many more places does he have to Who go represent? Does he have to Who else does? I mean, if you've beaten the two-time reigning wrestler of the year multiple times in a 30-minute classic, now in a steel cage, mm -hmm. put some respect on the name of Owen Knight. This is not a flash in the pan. This is not right. just a feel-good moment. He won the title in the war chamber, beating five of SHW's finest. He sure. has done everything he's been asked to do and then some, and he has given us the best matches of his career. It is time for us to do what Joe Black has done and acknowledge him as the SHW champion and the best in the game right now because okay. he is. Yeah. Totally agree. Whew. And if that wasn't enough, to close out the show, the new number one contender makes his way out to the stage. I wasn't sure what was about to happen. I didn't know if he was about to get in the ring, if he was going to attack. I wasn't sure. But instead, he just kind of grinned, kind of clapped a little bit, showing his respect mm -hmm. as well. And uh, I guess just letting no one know that, hey, I'm next. So get ready. Almost like he was in the line and he grabbed his buffet plate and he was about to take on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the feeling I got. Mm -hmm. And he was setting his plate ready for his meal because, I mean, obviously anybody he faces is like a meal for Cyrus the Destroyer. So we're going to see what our SHW champion has for this big guy. Yeah. And uh, let's see if he can defend his title against this giant. Mm -hmm. It's going to be My good. Are on, uh, Owen. I, I said that Owen on this one. All right. All right. It's going to be good. Like we said, uh, SHW 38 is already stacking up. Um, we'll have the, uh, I'm sure the match card in the next week or two will start being announced. But we do know that we're going to have Cyrus, the number one contender, taking on Owen Knight. Uh, you know, it's Owen Knight, man. It's, it's never an easy day as the champ. You know, it's like back to back. You got another big. Everybody title wants you. When you're in the top spot, everybody wants you. So it's going right. to come 
Uh, and we also mentioned we may see all-star special on the Lynch brothers. We're not sure if that's going to be confirmed or not, but the challenge is there. Uh, will we see Gunner and Tank finally face each other one-on-one? We don't know, uh, but we will find out all these answers in the, in the coming weeks. But uh, what an amazing night SHW 37 was. And real quick, a quick reminder, and we'll remind you of this a couple times leading up to the next show, but it will be the second Friday in April, April 8th. Yes. April 8th will be SHW 38. So put that out on your calendar as uh, WrestleMania. You see G- GB's shirt there. WrestleMania weekend is the weekend before. So we were bumping mm-hmm. back to April 8th. But uh, just a quick reminder there. But with all of that said, GB, real quick. Reminder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a brand new t shirt drop <laughs> oh, yeah. for this crew Where right it? here. Show it. Where's it at? Where's it's it at? It's massive. Okay. It's massive. It's on it's your screen good. right With there. The Boom. <laughs> Super excited about our brand cool new shirt. This is one of the coolest shirts. And I, I'll just be the one to say it. I think it's the coolest shirt in SHW right okay. now. Okay. I really do. So uh, check out the brand new shirt from V3. That's the official right. voices in animated form. <laughs> Pretty exciting. It's Man. available now. ProWrestlingTees.com slash pod And Brandon, please shout out the amazing designer of uh, this yeah. t-shirt. Oh, yeah, Joanna D- uh, Davidovich. Joanna is awesome. She uh, does all kinds of cartoons and children's books and does the art for all that kind of stuff. You can follow her at, at Joe the Zet. I'll put her uh, stuff up here, but you can find Joanna her Instagram Zett, yeah. and uh, Twitter and everything. She posts all kinds of stuff. But yeah, great artwork that she put together for us. Uh, very, very cool. So yeah, like you said, GB, prowrestlingtees.com slash SHWpod. If you get it now, if you go ahead and order it right now, I can't guarantee this, but hopefully you hey, might I'm have it. If it gets to Dublin before it gets to anybody else, I will be shocked. But <laughs> mine's coming in the mail. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, hopefully if you order now, you might be able to yeah. get it prior to SHW 38, then you can wear yeah. it to the show. So, And anyway. if you wear it to the show, we'll take a picture with you. How about Please that? come. I want to see, see it on you, man. That is the, it's the coolest thing going. It is. Honestly, it really is. We'll, we'll take a picture of you regardless, but it would be a lot cooler if you're wearing the shirt. <laughs> just, just saying. Uh, <laughs> but with all that said, as you heard me say it at the top of the show, that we also have a special guest this week. So without yes. any further ado, let's pitch it to the interview we had with the one and only Jimmy Wang Yang. Check it out. <laughs> what is going on, everybody? We are here with a very special guest this week. It's the one and only Jimmy Wang Yang, the legendary, I should say, Jimmy Wang Yang. Of course, you remember he uh, joined us at the Rumble Jack last August. Uh, he and his daughter, Jazzy Yang, was there as well. Um, but yeah, you're here. You got some stuff to promote, some stuff to talk about. What's what's going on with you, buddy? Howdy, Southern Honor. This is our wrestling Southern Honor podcast. <laughs> Finally here. You know, I don't know about legendary, but you know, like I, the, I'm your boy, and Jimmy Yang is here. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome, man. So you were you were telling us off air that uh, you got some stuff coming up, uh, WrestleMania weekend, WrestleCon. What's going on with that? You and Jazzy as well, right? Yeah, I got a lot of stuff going on. Actually, this weekend we'll be in Ohio with Big Time Wrestling. And then at the end of the month, we'll be at WrestleCon. Uh, me, Jazzy Yang, and uh, Prince of Punk, The Reject, Shannon Moore, with uh, 
the hybrid school wrestling we're going to be doing autographs meeting everybody and we're doing a special combo the three count young dragon the redneck reject combo picture uh you know because me and shannon are in the same place and we have so much history together from wcw to hwa to wwe to living together fighting together teaming together so we're doing a special combo picture uh appearance at WrestleCon. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, Extremely had, cool. Yeah, guys had Shannon that Southern Honor too, right? We did. It's sure been, did. It's, it's been a while, but yeah, he was there for a couple shows back back in the early days of SHW. Absolutely. Yeah. That was yeah. before me. Right? That was before what? That was before me. Oh yeah, that was pre. <laughs> that was the pre Diana days. <laughs> pre Diana. That was Dude. the dark days of Southern I know. Honor. That sounds the dark. dark. <laughs> I know what like. That's the only reason I come there, really. Okay. <laughs> you, 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 and a ton of other people. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of others like that. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I wish they would buy my merch and show me the love. Hilarious. I mean, come I'll buy on. You more than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So Moving it's funny. <laughs> you you just mentioned three count, and that just took me back to the days of WCW. And uh, man, tell me about that particular time frame in WCW and all that you guys did with Three Count because that was really a, a shining moment in a really weird time for WCW. Yeah, for sure. You know, and with me, you know, like I'm the youngest ever to sign to WCW. I signed at 18. I signed wow. my first contract in June of 99. I turned 18 in May 1999. So it's a weird story how that happened, but anyways, like, so I was the biggest, biggest fan ever from 17, 16, from growing up, and the next thing you know, I'm 18, I'm in the locker room with Ric Flair, Sting, the Steiner Brothers, Lex Luger, Bam 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 TV. so really that whole time I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, I do not belong here. <laughs> yeah. last, last year I was dressing up as Sting and stalking DDP's house. And now I'm sitting in the locker room with these dudes. Like, that was crazy. Wow. Uh, so, and, but then getting to perform at WCW, but like, you know, I grew up in Cobb County, Georgia. So I grew up on WCW. So I love yeah. WCW. Uh, but like, when I got there, it was just crazy world, you know? <laughs> First mm-hmm. being that 18 year old kid in the locker room, like, oh my God, there's Ric Flair. And, Arn Anderson, but then seeing all the craziness in the back was crazy, you know, but then luckily we had the matches with three count and it was just a bunch of young guys like, oh, let's just rip it up, baby, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and uh, those matches are crazy and like to me, uh, you know, I see this generation now with the hybrid wrestling or whatever, like the young guys that just go balls to the wall is that I think we're responsible for that trend, you know, like uh, Young Dragons three count and then into the X division. I'm like, yeah, I was part of both of that, you know, like right. yeah. now you watch the Young Bucks and uh, they look like three count and Young Dragon yeah. matches instead of, you know, people say Rey Mysterio and Chris Jericho and Dean Malenko, but their wrestling style is not car crash ladders just try to 
not try to kill yourself on TV, but like basically uh, <laughs> performing high risk stunts, younger, younger talent to push instead of like the older guys, I guess. Yeah. So uh, real quick, now you and I have a friend in common. I'll give Drew a shout out here. But, uh, and you kind of touched on this, which is why I'm going to ask you. And if you're allowed to talk about it, feel free. But you mentioned stalking DDP when you were younger. And Drew's kind of told me some of those stories. Can you, can you kind of elaborate on that? Like, what, did, what exactly were you doing with DDP back in the day? Yeah, so me and my friends were obsessed with wrestling. And then, you know, like I was, you know, I went to ECW at the Cobb County Civic Center like five hours before just to sit out in the back to just a glimpse at the wrestlers walk by. We went to all the shows. Anyways, uh, you know, he's doing our stalking, uh, stalking, uh, uh, whatever you call it, um, searching or whatever, searching for all the wrestlers and all this stuff. And then we found out that DDP lived in Mableton. Like, like I grew up in Austell, so it's right next door, right? Like, and then when we had, uh, we, I went to South Cobb High School. So those kids went to combine in high school and say, oh yeah, we have a wrestler that lives in our neighborhood. I'm like, what? You know, and then found out it was DDP and Eric Bischoff. But we, you know, we didn't know which house it was. So it was like, oh man, how are we going to find these dudes? <laughs> Halloween was coming up. So like, I said, oh, we got it. This is like, greatest plan ever. You know, we're going to all dress up as wrestlers. And I know Dino will love this. I dressed up as Sting, you know, so that was yeah. time. So yeah. we, we went to every single house until we found them. And then we, like Paige's house, we knocked on the door and like, we're all, I'm dressed up as Sting, friends, DP, Ric Flair, all that stuff. And, and Kimberly opens the door, like totally mark out moment. Like, we're like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. You're so and then she's like, oh, you guys are so cute. I got to go get Paige for this. You know, we was like, Paige is here, you know. And then she went upstairs and got Paige. And Paige came down and came to the door. was like, <laughs> we're just like oh, my God, it's TDP. Oh, my God. This is unbelievable. And he, like, I always give him credit. So he's a lot cooler than I would would have been toward fans. I've been cool. But like he said, oh, you guys come inside. Let's take pictures, and we're wow. taking all these pictures, and then, then of course we're marking out. Said, so how do you do the diamond cutter? You know, like, <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, kid, let me show you. And he got my friend in the diamond cutter, and my friend got tried to get out, and all of a sudden DDP drops him on the floor. But <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, we popped huge, like, oh my god, you know, oh my god, oh, it was so awesome, and then. Uh, you know, there's oh, a wow. big story, his, a story with me, with him, because we were leaving, and Eric Bischoff's driving down the street and says, hey, DDP sucks, NWO rules. He's like, oh, my God, it's big Eric Bischoff up there. And I left my, I left my book bag in Paige's house, and we just run into Bischoff and say, oh, I got to go back. I knock on the door and say, hey, Paige, uh, I forgot my book bag. I say, oh, come on in, you know, come on in, get your book bag. And I was like, hey, DDP. Um, I know how to wrestle. I got wrestling in high school and we did backyard wrestling. And he's like, hey, kid, yeah, when you get old enough, come back. I'll take you to the power plant. And I was like, wow. That, wow. But that really changed my mind that I could actually try out for WCW. So it's like life changing. I know he didn't even, 
doesn't remember what he said to me or anything like that. He's probably just joking. But that was a real life-changing sentence from DDP to me saying, "Yeah, wow, you're old enough." And then that's when I started really hitting a gym and did all my research about wrestling and got into wrestling. And <clears throat> did you actually go through the power? Did you actually go through the power plant? So what happened, we, we started wrestling soon after that with the independence in uh, Georgia called Good Old, Good, Good Old Days Wrestling. Okay. So uh, Roswell Road, it was a bar slash wrestling. Uh, really, I wasn't supposed to be there because it's 21 up bar. I started at 17. And uh, just, and then Chris Canyon, there's a story about, you know, they wanted to have a, they wanted to do the first reality show back in 99, like Tough Enough. And they were looking for younger guys to do it. And I was based in Atlanta and Canyon came and saw us and liked us and they signed us. And then me, we got, we got, we had me and my partner, Ryan Forrester and uh, all these cruiserweights or a few cruiserweights had a report to the power plant. So I went to the power plant for like four months and they beat my ass. (laughs) (laughs) They turned me into a man real quick, you know? But here's an inside scoop for you guys. Like uh, that tryout match I had in front of Canyon, it was me, my partner, Ryan Forrester, versus AJ Styles and Jason Cross. So me and wow. AJ. Wow. And we all got offered contracts. And then uh, it was AJ turned it down because they wasn't they were offering us little money just to be trained to be wrestlers. Uh, me and my partner took it, and then Jason Cross turned it down. Um, so that was kind of a little little story about me and AJ getting started together and we got scouted together and both got offered a WCW contracts wow. in 99 and he turned it down and I went and Ryan went and that's when a lot of other cruiserweights were introduced to WCW. Shannon Moore, Shane, Shane Helms, Jane, Jamie Noble, Shark Boy, uh, Joey Mercury, Joe, uh, Christian York, uh, all these guys. I don't. I don't have my mask by me. It's over there, but I, I'm a big Shark Boy ma- uh, Mark because I've got the Shark Boy mask. Anyways. Oh yeah, baby, show yeah, show yeah. It's all the way over there. Anyways, I'll see him this. I'll see him this weekend in Ohio. Tell wow. him. Tell him I said what's up. He doesn't know me, but that's all right. I know. <laughs> I'll get him. I'll get him on this podcast. There you yeah. go. Yeah, bring him on. Wow. <laughs> then we'll eventually work out. Sting. If we get Sting on. We if we get Sting on, you might as well just hang it up. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> he said. He said he could maybe get Shark Boy. That Sting's a stretch. I know. That's. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, if I put on the mask and and you know do the. Yeah. Who knows? You know, I mean, we know people. We 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 do what we can. Yeah, true. Yeah. You know, I mean, I would probably pass out. <laughs> wow. I, I'm, so not making, I'm not making you pass out. Come on, Jimmy. Oh, it's Me? so hot already. Ooh. Come on, he's laying it on thick, guys. I don't know Jeez. what to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, but but uh, Brandon's like did, Drew. Drew told you how good I was at baseball, right? Like he told you. No, uh, no. Yeah, he, all he, all he does, it. all he does, is talk trash. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know what to believe when, when he tells me stories. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy was good at baseball, right? Like, no, he yeah. has told me. He said, he said you were the stud back in high school. Oh yeah, yeah. Get that? Got that, Diana? Stud. The stud back in high school. Okay. Oh. Okay. 
That's a long time ago. <laughs> wow. We need to talk about this. <laughs> We're going off the rails. <laughs> oh, boy. We're on the so, Jimmy Wayne train. Okay, guys. It is. We're on the Jimmy Wayne train? Yeah. We're. Oh, God. Please, somebody this change is, the subject. This is, GB. <laughs> yeah. Leave, leave it to me. You had some broadcast <laughs> journalist. Um, I, I am curious I about this. I said a word. Thank you. Jump in. <laughs> I, I am curious about this, though, because after having such a lengthy wrestling career, I'm curious to know the moment when your daughter came to you and said, hey, dad, I want to be a wrestler. What was that like? Yeah, that, that was kind of crazy. But like her situation is so crazy and different. Like, so um, what was that? She's 18, 19 now. Like when, when she was 15, like, uh, you know, Kaz Hayashi called me from Japan and said, hey, Jimmy, you want to, can you come to Japan? We want to do a, a reunion of the Young Dragons. And, you know, that time I was, I, I was still in wrestling, but I was running a party bus company, you know? So it's like, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, I'm, it sounds like fun, but I got business, you know, whatever. But if I come, can Jazzy can? Can Jazzy come? He's like, oh, yeah, she can come. She can do high spot and match. I'm like, oh no, wait, wait, <laughs> wait. wait, wait. <laughs> and she's just come along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say, I just, you know, like, uh, it'd be cool to take my 15 year old daughter to Japan and let her see that country and everything. And then I said, I told Jazz, hey, they, uh, they, they said oh, it's okay for you to come, but they want you to be part of the match. And she's like, what? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so we started doing some quick training, and then. Uh, we got over there, and then we had a match with me and Kaz versus Shannon Moore and Nozawa. And uh, so we was like, okay, Jazz, you got to – Dad's going to get hurt in the match, and you got to take my spot. <laughs> you know? She's like, wow. What? You know, and uh, so I go down, and then I'm like, I'm Dad and wrestle, whatever. Dad, Dad. So I go down, and I know she's about to come in the ring. So, like, I'm supposed to be selling, but I had, I had to come up – uh, yeah. how's she gonna do the spot you know like oh no <laughs> yeah and she went yeah. in there and just like boom boom and hit the big head scissors on shannon and the crowd goes crazy and i'm over oh, there wow. like oh yeah baby go oh <laughs> i gotta go back down to sell it i got oh sell it. you know like well, like it's just like so i'm telling you like and if you got kids and you see them play sports i've she's played sports all her life and then watch her do that but when you see your baby girl throwing elbows and hitting head scissors in Tokyo, Japan. That's like a different kind yeah. of excitement. It was like, you know, like, oh my God, you know, but anyways, and afterwards, like, uh, like in Japan wrestling, you know, there's a lot of media, a lot of magazines, a lot of cameras, crew and all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And we had a walk to the arena that night, walk to the arena and walk back from the arena to the hotel. By the time we got to the hotel, it's like paparazzi, like it's crazy. She's, She's walking tall and signing <laughs> autographs. So I was like, oh, yeah, taking pictures. I'm like, what the, what the? She <laughs> was made for this. But by the time yeah. she got to the hotel, like in the room, she's like, oh, dad, this is what I want to do. And I was like, ah. Wow. <laughs> <You know? laughs> she, she was 15 at the time? 15, yeah. By the time we got home, I said, I guess this, you know, if this, you know, but then people are like, oh, you shouldn't let your daughter in the business because there's so many craziness that goes on. I said, 
there is craziness in professional wrestling, but this also was the greatest time of my life. I got to travel the world, you know, on somebody else's dollar. I got paid for it. Like, I just feel all 50 states, been around the world 20 times. I was like, why would I not want that for my kids? Like, like, right. You know, like the, That's awesome. the other stuff, you know, the whatever bad stuff that happens wrestling, but that happens at McDonald's, you know? <laughs> it's like- This is true. Right? The, like, it happens in everything. It does. Mm -hmm. Why not? So then I went as um, that's when she told me after that match advanced. She's like, "Yeah, Dad, this is what I want to do, whatever." And then we went back training. As but she had school and sports and all that stuff. And then uh, the pandemic hit, and then only thing we could do is go to the wrestling ring. So she we trained for like a year with the during the pandemic, and she got like really really good. So like, wow. now we're full force. That's awesome. That's awesome. So where y'all, I mean, I know you're hitting the indie scene kind of all over the place, but do you focus more in the Southeast? Are you kind of all over the country or where you guys been, been performing? Uh, a lot of places actually. So like, uh, like our first one was Tokyo, then Cincinnati, a few shots in Cincinnati. We moved down here. Uh, we do Lariato pro wrestling, Southern honor, new South. Uh, we just started with deep, deep South last weekend. Uh, I saw you with KLT. Yeah, KLT. Uh, we went to Wildcat Pro Wrestling in Louisiana with uh, Luke. Um, been to Tennessee, like, uh, and then we got uh, Ohio this weekend. Texas at the end of the month. Then we got to go to New York on the first week of April, and we got some other surprises that's going to happen soon. So I can't really wow. say anything yet, but like. So they got a lot of, lot of stuff going on. So, so from somebody who's been in the business a long time and you've kind of been there, seen it all, from your perspective, how is she holding up and how is she handling this whole deal so far? And that, so that question, like, because it's easy, or not easy, but it's easier to teach wrestling moves, but there's a lot of other stuff that goes along with it. You know, yeah. so there's, and that's like, so can she handle this can she handle this and handle the pressure and all this kind of stuff like and uh well that's what's really amazing me we you know she did the nwa empowered last year and you know the talent that was there yeah and she walked in it's like held her own with every every girl that was there and like so i'm like yeah she can do it like even you know my last run in, as a producer in WWE like a few months ago i'm going out there looking at all the girls it's like man I think Jazzy can, oh, I know Jazzy can hang with Sasha Banks. I know wow. he can handle with Sasha, uh, Charlotte and Becky. I'm like, like, you know, I know, <laughs> I, I might be biased because I'm dad, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I'm telling you, I was like, if, you, if, she, if she debuted on SmackDown next week, she could hold her own against these girls up here. You know, she held her own against all the girls that empower um, mm -hmm. and all that stuff you're talking about. Like, that's more impressive than a head scissors or, you know, a wrestling move or anything like that. It's all the other stuff that people don't see. Yeah. That's important in wrestling. And even in, during the match, it's not just about, the, it's not just about the moves. It's about everything, everything, everything involved in that whole moment, you know, especially yeah. she's really good at all, everything. Yeah, psychology and how you interact with the fans and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. keeping the fans engaged, that's huge. Yeah, you know, let me ask this because on that train, 
how difficult was it to prepare her for that? And I ask that because during the, you know, Monday Night Wars, WCW, WWE, ECW, all that type of thing, social media hadn't jumped off yet. You know, it was just that battle on cable. Now wrestlers are more accessible than ever before. Uh, there are more independent promotions right now than ever before. There's more access available. How did you work to, to get her prepared for that? Because again, it's a totally different ball game and she's still, you know, she's under 20 at this point. So what was that like for you? So it's just like a dad, just getting your kid ready for the world, right? Yeah. Like once she graduates, like, okay, hopefully she's ready to go out there and just not be scared and just handle all the situations you have to have you deal with as an adult, you know, and the same as wrestling. Uh, but luckily, you know, like I've been in this business 23 years, I've seen it all from, from the top, top to the bottom of bottom of the barrel, you know? So like as dad, I, you know, I'm preparing, I've been preparing her for every situation possible. That's what I've been trying to do for nothing. Those are off, you know, um, if she had, a medium with Vincent man or whatever, you know, like at that level, it's like, okay, this is how you handle this. You yeah. down at the, you know, some hillbilly town in Georgia. So, so something, yeah, I've done that too. You know, like I, I've done it all, you know? So it's like, uh, and I haven't forgot about that stuff. So every situation and try to pair her as a wrestler, but also as a daughter say, okay, if you, put in this situation this is how you handle yourself so it's like uh you know so like luckily that pandemic still going on and we did a lot of, a lot of training during that time mm -hmm. so i you know mm -hmm. but the thing is i like i taught her all this stuff hopefully it sticks to her and like well i gotta let baby Bert, baby girl go do her thing you know and that's kind of the empower thing it's like all this training for every situation all right dad has to leave you alone you gotta go do it yourself, you know. Like, yeah. and, uh, and that's a life lesson, honestly. I mean, I have I have two daughters about the same age as Jazzy, and it's not so much as you want to protect them from the world, but you want to prepare them because no matter how much you protect them, it's still going to be nasty out there, and they're going to have to deal with it eventually. So if you prepare them, they know what to do and how to do. And I think that's that's the same thing in the wrestling world, and that's pretty awesome. She's going to be able to handle so much just because of what you've done already. We hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some she's boy, tough, man. Yeah. I seen her throw yeah. you out of the ring. It's, yeah. Yeah, That's, she's good. Some boys are screwed out all up, you know. So like, <laughs> she's no, she's going to be fine. She's already seen so much, and she's been around. I mean, wrestling is it's a real deal, man. Yeah. People are crazy in this business, but it's, yeah. It's going to be, she's going to be fat. She'll be fine. Yes. You know, Diana just mentioned, I'm wondering, is there still any bad blood there? Because Jazzy actually eliminated you from the Rumble Jag last year. Is there any, any heat there still or no? She's still grounded. She's still <laughs> That's why she's not here right now. She's oh, still grounded. We'll have to get her on when she's out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I do want to touch on something that you, you touched on it very briefly. Um, that you were just working backstage with WWE up until just recently. Um, what was that gig like working as it was a producer, agent? What exactly was your title working there? Uh, producer. producer. Okay. Yeah. So what, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know 
what exactly that entails. Uh, what, what was that like? What all were your responsibilities? And it was horrible, horrible <laughs> job. You know, like, <laughs> like, like, I like yeah, WWE paid me a lot of money. Oh, must have been, travel, must have been tough. Travel, to, they, they made me stay in five-star hotels. Mm. There's like, and then I, yeah. I got to help produce Raw, yeah. and SmackDown, and main event. Like, man, it was it was rough, man. Like, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry I brought it up, man. That sucks. You can tell I'm being sarcastic. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, being the WWE or being WWE producers, it's not a bad job. Like, if you can handle the pressure and the intensity of having that job, like I'm telling you, like when I was producing matches, you, you get on the headset, you know, like you, you got to communicate from the wrestlers to me, to the production truck and to, you're talking, you and everybody, but you had, you had these earphones in, right? And you got Vince McMahon in this ear. You have Kevin Dunn in this ear and you have a million things going on at the same time. I was like, this, it's like, it's intense, boy. Like that, that, eight minutes, nine minutes, 10 minutes that you're on the headset. But that's uh, like, I haven't got that nervous since I was wrestling, like wow. about to go out. Like, and I was like, man, this is like, you want you to do this? And it's like, oh, it's go time, baby. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, uh, and the craziness of WWE and the T live TV and all this kind of stuff. But that's what I like live for, you know? So that's why the, the nerves and uh, the craziness and like so much pressure on you at that moment but that's what I live for and I I kind of really enjoyed it you know like but you know that's if you can handle the pressure and, and the intensity of everything that includes that job um but like a lot of people like it's not a bad gig you get paid to travel get to yeah. help roll and smack down and they think keep put me in these five-star hotels and like it's like this is not right <laughs> you know like, <laughs> What am I, what am I doing here? Yeah, yeah. I know. I was like, man, this is, you know, but it's crazy. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy and intense and it's, you know, but I enjoyed it. Um, so I have a feeling I know the answer, but do you prefer being in the ring or being backstage producing other guys in the ring? Uh, so now I'm, I'm old as dirt, you know, so like, <laughs> I, like even with Jazzy, you know, like I, I, I'm living through her and, you know, like all the people I've taught are, taught I coached and all these people you know but that's my new highs is seeing others perform well or do well in whatever situation they're in like that's my new drug is seeing them do something even the even the talent up there coaching them and uh during the day and then watching them monitor and just like they're basically like my kid too like come on hit the spot you know whatever here, here hit your times and cues and stuff and you know, even one of the matches I produced is uh, uh, other guy mentioned it at the other podcasts was Drew Drew McIntyre versus Ricochet, and I called the finish where Ricochet does this moonsault and and Drew hits him with a Claymore kick for the finish. You know, I'm sitting there like, come on, come on, hit this! If we hit this, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> you know, and then they nailed it. And I'm like at the grill, like, woo! <laughs> you know, so it's like, <laughs> so it was like a great high for me but it's the same kind of high when i watch jazz you know and uh and everybody in that so it's kind of that's my new enjoyment it's like i've had my moments in wrestling and you know and, and got that big buzz about a pop or coming out at the rumble jack you know and <laughs> all that stuff you know but it's now it's 
you know, watching them, that gets me excited. That, that was oh. freaking awesome, by the way, because yes. like, nobody knew you were there. Uh, we didn't even know you were there. And we heard, and the crowd, like we see the name on the screen and we're, it was, yeah, that was like the biggest pop of the night. I, I, I would the crowd went crazy say. before the name even popped up. And it, I was like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Who's on my list? You know, who's coming out? It, it was pretty fun. That how, a, how cool is it to travel with, with your kid? I mean, honestly, not yeah. just that she's, she's getting into everything, but how cool is it to spend all that time with her? Yeah. As I, I love it. You know, this is, probably most fun I've had in wrestling is teaming with her, you know, like, wow. that's like, it's, it's, it, I, you know, you're a parent, so you understand, you know, like, but yeah. it's like, but kind of understand, but like, I don't, because you, seeing your kid do the same thing that you're doing, you know, you, you know this, you know, so like doing right. the same thing that you're doing, but like, I'm, I'm like right there, like tag me or I tag you, you know, I'm seeing it this close. I would be so emotional if it was me. I'd be crying the whole freaking match. <laughs> I'm trying not to cry right now as you're talking about because I know what you're feeling in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you just get so proud of them, and that's that's amazing. I'm yeah, so glad you guys could do that. And seeing her, you know, do so, so good. See, that's what amazes me. Like, yeah. My kid, but I lose the kid and, and see her as a wrestler. I'm like, yeah, Leah. Like, she's really what's other stuff not just the moves is timing and selling and all this other stuff that goes in, involved with the match i'm like did i teach you that <laughs> i don't know if i taught you that but that was awesome you know so it's, it's like seriously it's, awesome. it's funnest time in my wrestling is getting team up with my daughter you know it's a jazzy game you know so. that's great that's great that says a lot too you're good dad so she threw me out of the rumble jack <laughs> right <laughs> so you know i mean the younger generation has always had to try to up the older generation right so that was pretty fun totally unexpected this thing yeah that's a lot of fun actually <laughs> crowd loved it yeah so let me let me throw this out there do you have do you have or does jazzy have any aspirations to end up perhaps at a national or international promotion at some point uh so me i i'm you know my one three-fourths of my legs out you know so like it's you know me i you know i enjoy wrestling but i'm you know 40 years old so i it it, it hurts a lot more nowadays than it used to you know so like it's not it's i'm you know i got to do all my wrestling and do everything i've done so i i'm me i'm i don't whatever I'd rather be behind, be work behind the scenes, you know. But her. He's like, look, the ice packs are not working anymore, Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> and then you know she's done interviews and she says, you know, her goal is to be the next John Cena. <laughs> you know, so, so, but it's not just being, you know. Why not? The wrestler first. Yeah. She said she wants his paycheck. I don't blame her, you know. Mm -hmm. But she wants it all, you know, like the wrestling career, the you know the. The toys, the action figures, the movies, the commercials, the all all the stuff. She wants to be on the national stage. Uh, so, you know, WWE or AEW, that's that's on her radar. You know, awesome, awesome. Yeah. She just got to keep doing what she's doing, man. She's on the right track, that's for sure. Because I saw yeah. NWA and Power, and I mean, even at that point, I mean, that's <laughs> that's getting close. You know, that's at a that's at a pretty big level right there, and she did great. Yeah, you see her show enough gear. Of course. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, who's the yang? Well, who's the master? Who's the master? Yeah, good. <laughs> good. I think I like you. Like, come on. I'm gonna have to go watch it. <laughs> oh man, I've seen that movie, you know, a million I love times. That movie. I, you know, and me and actually me and Bruce Leroy, we did a tag team match before in LA, and we TMZ. I don't know if y'all know that, but like, I did know that. And that was super cool. I, I love that movie. Like, obsessively love that movie. And, Yes. She's a show yang of wrestling. Wow. <laughs> that is hope, no doubt. Oh my God, it takes me back. I feel so like a kid right now. That it's is like cool with his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You can do that the whole movie, movie and break in was like the two I would go yeah, to. Break it up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're showing our age now. Yeah, Jimmy. I know. <laughs> Yeah, we got so much. Not age, it's experience. That's all. I didn't know it's Sting. Now you know the last dragon. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. What is, going, what is going? What is going on here? I love hey, and when you said throw purple <laughs> boxes into the grass and try to break dance and spin on our backs, I can do that. I can do that. Now I want to yeah. see that. I do want to see that. <laughs> oh, it might take goodness. me a second to get my spin down, but I've done it. Nice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Go to roller skating back at Sparkles. Do y'all remember? Oh my God. You dance. How many times did I bust my knees on roller skates? Yes. Yes. You should break dance and roller skate. Be like, oh. <laughs> totally forget your own wheels and just do all kind of. Yeah, I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this. this I great. feel like y'all are gonna like now. It's time for. It's a whole nother era of Diana you don't know about, guys. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Oh, man, I love it. Well, Jimmy, I really appreciate you joining us. Before, you kind of touched on where you guys are going to be in the near future. But, uh, again, um, mention uh, uh, WrestleCon. Kind of give us the details on WrestleCon again before we let you go. Yes. Well, really, like, if anybody wants to get in touch with me or Jazzy Yang, you know, everything <laughs> Jimmy and Jazzy Yang is facebook.com backslash Jazzy Wang Yang. Uh, merchandise, appearances get in touch with me or her you know everything's trafficked trafficked toward that website facebook.com backslash jazzy wang yang uh be in ohio this weekend we'll be at wrestlecon and uh, you know the three count young dragons reject redneck jimmy wang yang you know what is jimmy yang and shannon moore will be together that's awesome. taking pictures all weekend and then i got a few <laughs> big surprises that weekend but Y'all have to come and see that one. Yes. You would fit so well in Dublin. Did you ever work Dublin with Lariana? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, you would fit perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All this red dirt play we have down here, you would fit so well. <laughs> <I'll> visit. <laughs> Sounds like an invitation. I thought you were talking about Dublin, <laughs> Ireland. I was like, oh. No, Dublin, no, no. Georgia. Oh, yeah. South. <laughs> yes. I don't Where think they have red clay in or Georgia red clay in Dublin in Dublin Ireland. That's yeah. They only have Guinness and and uh, they fight. Yeah, I didn't. That's all. Well, the red clay flows with Jack Daniels down here. So, and Natty Light. I like that's a Cincinnati. Cincinnati beer. Don't be Natty. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I'm sure Jimmy's fine with it. He's from Cobb County. He's yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like my, I like my malt liquor, though, from Cobb County. Like Cobra. Go. <laughs> I've heard the stories. Like I said, hey, we they have Schlitz. You remember Schlitz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. With the bull that, that just busted. Yeah, we have that down here, so. Yeah. 
Lisa we can talk, talk about all kinds of booze here once we get off the air here. But, <laughs> hey, uh, thank you very much for joining us, Jimmy Wayne Gang, everybody. Uh, Jimmy, anything else you want to say to the fans before we let you go? One final word. I'm Jimmy Wayne Gang. I'm your boy. Yeehaw. <laughs> thank you, buddy. We, we really appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. Yes, man. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. What a fantastic interview, guys, with the legendary, and I know he doesn't like to be called that, but it's only right. Jimmy Wayne. He's crazy. Crazy. What a wealth of knowledge and experience, though. So that was a lot of fun. And for the record, don't stalk your favorite wrestler's home. (laughs) Unless it's Halloween, because it totally paid off. That that totally paid off. But these days... It won't always... And how long do you have to wait to get to Halloween, right? So, yeah. At least there's an excuse, you know. It 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 did turn out well for him. Always dress up as your favorite wrestler before you stop. That was funny. What a story! What a story! Well, I tell you what. uh, We will be back next week, uh, same bat time, same bat channel. There you go. And we'll be, of course. Building up to, uh, to like I said, April 8th, SHW 38. And remember, it's April 8th. It's that second Friday in yes. April. So mark that down on your calendar. Uh, but something else coming up in the next couple of weeks. I do want to, uh, if you give me a second, want to do a quick plug here. Um, if you guys recall, you know I do the head shaving every year for St. Baldrick's Foundation, which raises money that goes towards childhood cancer research. Uh, we shave our heads at, uh, in solidarity with the little kids that lose their hair during cancer treatment. And it's a huge deal. And so usually it's every year in March around St. Patrick's Day. They'll do it at different like Irish pubs or different uh, restaurants, wherever. And it's always a good time. A lot of people show up, shave their heads, raise a lot of money. Um, last couple of years, haven't really been able to do the event. Of course, if you remember back in November, I did, did it for my birthday. Well, we hadn't had the event the last couple of years because of the pandemic. If, if you haven't been, if you've been under a rock and didn't know why, well, there's been a pandemic. So it's back. We are having the event. It's going to be March 19th. It's at a place called O'Reilly's Public House. Uh, it's uh, 227 Sandy Springs Place, Northeast in Atlanta or Sandy Springs, Georgia. And uh, I'm going to be one of two MCs there, and I'll be helping uh, MC the event. And we, I think there's already like around 40 people shaving their heads. Um, nice. But they're doing it on the 19th of March. So like I said, a week from, as you're watching this on Friday, a week from tomorrow, uh, 19th of March, and it's an Irish pub, so of course it's around St. Patrick's Day. So there's all there's kinds beer. of yeah, there's well, there's that. There's all kinds of festivities going on. There's Irish dancing, you know, Irish music, all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. But of course, the uh, St. Baldrick's Foundation will be there, shaving heads and all kinds of good stuff. So I will be there if you feel the need uh, to come out and support. Then come on and join me. I will be posting too all the information in case you want to donate as well, and information if you want to join us. But I just wanted to put that out there. Live? Are you going live when you shave or, or no? Absolutely. Why not? I hadn't thought about it, but now that you mentioned it, uh, I it won't be as fancy as having all the computer and all the gear and stuff, but I'll use the old trusty old. Yeah, do it. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Do it on the uh, phone there and go live as they're, uh, hold it like this as they're, the barber's doing the, <laughs> the shaving. So. <laughs> Yeah, I hadn't thought about it, but that's a good idea. I, you know what? I'll go live on the uh, SHW Pod Facebook page. How about that? Do it, do it, yeah. Well, there you go. So that'll be uh, a week from tomorrow on March 19th. But we will be back here next Friday with another episode of this wonderful podcast. And once again, 
before we go, one more time, let's plug that brand new shirt at SHWProWrestlingTees.com slash SHWPod. We're tunes, exactly. And you can get it in black. Let's go Roger Rabbit. Right? Yeah. You can get the t-shirts in black, red, and blue. Uh, along with the original SHW, this is our wrestling pod T-shirt, yep. which is all available there at prowrestlingtees.com slash SHWpod. We are V3. That's right. Well, hey, we will see y'all next week. But until then, this has been SHW. This is our wrestling. <laughs>